I do want to share with you this morning. The Lord will help me. I want you to pray with me, if you would, at this time. Father, we just bless you today. This is a important time, a sacred time for all of us when it comes to the breaking of the bread of life, but even more specifically for these that we are honoring today. And I pray that for these next few moments together that, Lord, you would speak through this, your servant, and that we all would hear what it is that the Spirit of God wants to say to each of us. We give you praise and we give you glory and we give you honor for these things in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Thank you, Tony. This is a day that is very important on the church's calendar. Uh, a day that we honor those who have achieved a major milestone, that of graduating high school, graduating college. It's a journey in each, each of your lives has reached a conclusion and new chapters are about to begin. New seasons are about to be upon you. You are to be commended for your tenacity, your fortitude, your hard work. And let me just say, Pulaski Church of God, we put out a good-looking group of high school and college grads, and we are very, very proud of you. So as your pastor, I ponder and what I can say to these nine folks the word I want to share with you and everyone in this room today is a charge that I believe the Lord would have me to share with each of us. It's simple in its presentation, but it's so powerful and so true. And the charge is simply this, walk with God. Walk with God. Genesis 5.24 tells us that Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. He walked with God. You hear that for the first time, it comes from the King James Version, and you might ask yourself the question, what does it mean when it says he was not? Well, the answer to that is found in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. And in, those verse, in that verse of Scripture, it says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. Now watch this. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. The class of 2022, what do I say today? May all of your dreams come true. May all of your wishes be fulfilled. May you make the world a better place with your presence in it. 
May you be lucrative and prosper in your financial future. May you be blessed with godly mates and quivers filled with many, 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 many children. I got their attention that time. May people become better as a result of multiple encounters with you. These are all noble and they're great well wishes. There's so many sentiments that come to my mind on a morning like this. And even from the Bible, I would be happy to declare over each and every one of you. Like 3 John verse 2, where the writer said, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. A blessing like Numbers chapter 6 verse 24 The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you. And the Lord give you peace. But today, most of all, I wish you, I exhort you, I challenge you, if all or none of these things were to come to pass, whatever you do, make sure that you walk with God. That's the message to all of us today. Walk with God. I could take you through some amazing men and women found throughout the Bible, but none that you could dare to find could be or would be more dynamic than the description, the very brief description of this man named Enoch. Because in the Old Testament, it says he walked with God, and in the New Testament, it says that he pleased God. He walked with God, And he pleased God. People wonder and ponder and and speculate and ask the question deep within the recesses of their spirit and soul. How can I please God? The answer is simple and yet it is so transforming. You can please God by walking with God. Amen. You can please God by walking with God. You go back in the Bible, all the way back to the first book of the Bible, in the book of Genesis, you can find that Adam walked with God in the cool of the day while he was in the Garden of Eden. You can find that Abraham was a friend of God, which means and implies that they walked together on a daily basis. Can I tell you, the disciples, for three and a half years, they walked with God. Oh, pastor, let me correct you. You mean they walked with Jesus? Oh, no. Let me correct you. For the Bible says in John 14, 9, Jesus' own words, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And I'm here to tell you, when the disciples walked with Jesus, they were walking with God. Amen. Oh, they walked with Jesus. They walked with God in the flesh. And because they walked with Him, the effects of that walk were spilling over even into the book of Acts. At one point, the leaders and those that were opposed to them, the Bible says they took knowledge of these men that they had been with Jesus. They saw their boldness, their courage, their tenacity, their willingness to witness and to share about this 
this man named Jesus, and they knew by, by, by identifying that that these men had spent time with the Lord. Can I tell you today the effects of walking with God? If you will walk with God daily, he will give you a burning heart. He will give you holy heartburn. As two disciples found out when they were on the road to Emmaus, after Jesus had risen from the dead, they walked with this resurrected Jesus. He talked with them. He opened up the scriptures to them. God in the flesh. And when it was all said and done, you know what they said? My, our hearts burned inside of us while he talked with us and showed us the word of God. I'm preaching to you today, not just to graduates of college and high school, but I'm preaching to this whole church that the reason and the only reason that Enoch pleased God is because he walked with God. Furthermore, if Enoch had not walked with God, he would not have pleased God. And I don't believe he would have been translated or raptured out if he didn't please the Lord. I believe if he not walked with God, he would have lived and died an unrighteous, ungodly man. So let me just say this to you. The greatest testimony of anyone in this room is not found in your crowns, in your conquests, your education, and all your accomplishments, your miracles and manifestations. The greatest thing that can be said of you is that did you please God by walking with God? And I guarantee you if you make up your mind that you're going to walk with God and that's going to be your number one priority no matter what the next chapter holds in your life, then I guarantee you you will be pleasing unto the Lord Almighty. And when this earth is all said and done and when time is no more, ultimately we want to be pleasing to God Almighty and be ready to meet him in the end. Can someone say amen? For the record, I don't believe that we are raptured out if we die in sin and displease God. Amen. For the record, I don't believe we please God unless we walk with God. And I know, I know how this is. I know how this sounds. And, 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 and you may be sitting here thinking, well, I just don't see it possible to walk with God in this crooked and corrupt generation. Well, let me tell you something. If you go to the book of Jude in the New Testament, it's a one-chapter little book prior to Revelation. If you go there, you will read that this same Enoch somehow prophesied that God was going to judge the sins of mankind in verse 14 and 15. I'm telling you, years, thousands of years ago, a man that walked with God, there's not a whole lot said about him, except he did walk with God, he did please God, and yes, he did prophesy. It is, it is, it is, it is unusual and, and maybe astounding, but during his time, men's thoughts were evil continually. But this is what I want you to get. It was an evil society when Enoch lived, but I want you to know that by the grace and the strength and the mercy of God, you can walk with God even in this corrupt generation. You can still have a testimony that you please God. <laughs> now, all of you know this is a crooked and perverse generation. It is. And listen carefully to what I'm about to say. It is a rarity to find honesty 
in government anymore. I'm not saying it can't be found. I said it's a rarity. I pray for them, but do I honestly believe that they please God? In most cases, absolutely not. I mean, let me give you an example. The latest slogan that seems to be circulating around that you hear is, my body, my choice. And that is supposed to uh, justify the murder of innocent babies. Yet, my body, my choice doesn't apply if I choose not to vaccinate or wear a mask. <laughs> Are you all with me this morning? <laughs> I'm a little stirred up today. Okay, I'm a little stirred up. I don't mind telling you. And I'm just going, I don't, I don't normally wander into political realms, and I'm really not here. But I found it, I, I, the irony of it is just astounding to me. But I also applaud the backbone of a priest in the Catholic Church in San Francisco, California, of all places, that looked at Nancy Pelosi and said, you're not going to get communion here at this Catholic Church if you're going to believe in murdering unborn children. I applaud the Catholic Church. To be honest with you, that bishop's backbone ought to be transferred to a bishop's backbone in Washington, D.C. to let anybody know in office, if you're interested in killing unborn children, you don't have a place for communion here. Oh, yes. I applaud the legislature in Oklahoma this week. Praise God. For the House and the Senate there. Praise God for a governor that's about to put it into practice. That except in very rare cases, there is no allowance for abortion anymore. From conception, it is against the law in Oklahoma to abort an unborn child. I pray like a wave of God's glory. It'll sweep across our whole country. Are you getting political here? No, really, I'm getting moral here. Really, I'm getting righteous here. Really, it's time for the church to stand up. It's time for us to walk with God. It's time for us to please God. And it's time for us to stand boldly and firmly by the precepts of His Holy Word. It is an indictment against the church that any church, including the one in Naples, Florida, would put on a drag queen show for their youth of the church and youth of the community. Something is wrong, but I'm telling you, God is coming back. His son is coming back after a bride and after a church without spot and without blemish to call his people home. Truth. Truth. How ludicrous does some of this sound? It's bad. And it isn't getting any better. The perversion, the corruption, the unrighteousness and ungodliness is incomparable in my lifetime, I tell you. But you can still walk with God. 
And you can still be pleasing to God. And you can still be ready to go when he calls you out of this world. When you walk with God, you will hear God. When you walk with God, you will see his hand. When you walk with God, seasons of life won't derail you. When you walk with God, people of strife won't deter you. When you walk with God, crises won't cause you to fall apart. When you walk with God, your talk, your walk, your face, your pace, your outlook, and your uplook are all different. When you walk with God. When you walk with God, you have hope for another world. When you walk with God, you lift up your head for at any moment, like Enoch, your redemption is going to draw nigh. Let me tell you something further. Your walk with God is just as important when others are around you as it is when you are by yourself. See, when you walk with God while you're walking with other people, it's called testimony. But when you walk with God while you're walking alone and no one else is around, it's called character. Some struggle with testimony and some struggle with character. But when you truly walk with God, testimony and character are both found in your walk. Oh, Holy Ghost, seal this to some people's hearts this morning. We do not know how many sermons Enoch preached. He did prophesy. We don't know how many miracles he performed, how many great feats he accomplished. But what we do know is that he walked with God and he pleased God. Let me tell you something else. Give me a few more moments. And let me tell you, in this walk with God, there's a lot of going without knowing. Amen? Somebody give me a Presbyterian nod out there. You'll get the unspoken message later. To these graduates, let me say to you, you won't know, but you still have to go. Things will happen that make no sense whatsoever. You cannot truly understand God. The Bible gives us enough about God to trust God, but the mysteries of God are so great that we can't fathom them or comprehend them. Now, listen, listen this is important. We, we over-spiritualize sometimes thinking, well, challenges keep popping up here and there, so God must want me somewhere else. He wants me with a different job or a different marriage partner or a different church or a different ministry. Hello, y'all out there? Or a different ministry. He wants me doing something different. He's just not moving like I want him to move, and he's not telling me anything, so i got to do something. Chill out. Take a deep breath. Secret things, they still belong to God. 
You don't like it? I don't always like it. But he knows all things, and he knows many things that he will not tell you no matter how many times you ask because he is God. Paul, <laughs> Paul wrote in one place, he said, oh, that I may know him. And then in another place, he talked about the love of Christ that cannot be known. In another place, he said his ways were past finding out. Listen to Jesus talking to Peter. He said, what I do, you know not now, but you shall know hereafter. Man, what's Peter supposed to do with that? What I'm doing now, you do not know, but you will know hereafter. Well, what's hereafter? Is it tomorrow? Is it next month? Is it next year? Is it going to be on my deathbed? Or will it be in heaven? In another place, Paul wrote and said, we look through a glass darkly. But then, face to face. So let me say to the graduating class of 2022, when you walk with God, you please God, and yet you still will be going without knowing. God will not share everything with you. <laughs> but he can be trusted with everything in your life and in your future. He will not share everything. But God can be trusted with everything. Took a childless 99-year-old man out under the starry skies and asked him, can you count the stars in the heavens? So shall your descendants be. I won't give you all the specifics along the way, and I'll even stretch your faith to the point you'll feel like you're going to snap, but just trust me. Grads, you don't need to know all the details. Saints, friends, you don't need to know all the details. You simply need to trust the one who said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, but I'll go with you always to the end of the world. Will you stumble along the way? Absolutely. Will you need forgiveness because you walked ahead of God or dragged behind God or got out of step with God? Most definitely. But I say to you today, don't obey God because it feels right. Don't obey God because it sounds right. Obey God because it is right. Simply is right. One time I can recall when Ben was in school, we did a brain project. We went to the arts and crafts store and found a perfectly round styrofoam ball. And we sat down together, dad and son, and we made a brain, and it was one good-looking brain. The problem was we used Play-Doh. And all was good until the Play-Doh dried and the brain started cracking. Another project, we had to make a cell. And here we go, back to the arts and crafts store. We get a, that's, <laughs> it's a different year. We get that same styrofoam ball. 
Redemption, you know, grace, second chances. We got it, took it out in the front yard, and, man, we spray-painted that thing. I mean, I'm not much in art, but I'm telling you, an art teacher would have been proud. Our perfect little creation sat there in the front yard, spray-painted different colors, and it was all looking like a cell should look, and everything was great until the paint started disintegrating the styrofoam ball. The round ball turned into an ugly, colossal mess. Here's truth. Ben's projects were always more successful when Ben was working solo. This is an emotional week for your families. Mom and dad have carried you. And we have made our share of mistakes along the way. There's been times we've used the wrong clay. There have been times that we've sprayed the wrong paint. And sometimes we haven't gotten it right. And those parents sit here today and they say, we will still and always be here for you. This is a changing gears time, and it isn't fun. We've gone from being a, now we're going to have to adjust to being more of a guide than an enforcer. But your parents' love and joy for you is as fierce today as it was the day you were born. I don't know, something about this particular class. I don't know if it's because I came when you guys were beginning high school. There's something about this particular class of high school and college graduates that is unique and very special to me. I want to say to you at the end what I said at the beginning. Walk with God. For he has plans much bigger than you can even imagine. There's a precious verse to me that I want to leave you with that sums it all up. I, I can't remember whether I gave it to him or not. Psalm 73, 24. The essence of life is found in this one verse of Scripture. <laughs> you shall guide me with your counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. I don't know if a couple of them had to slip out or if they've left the property or if they're in another location, but as the music begins to play softly, I'm going to ask you guys to come and just stand. I want you to spread out. Put about five feet between you, if you would. Just face the stage and give me, give me some space in front of you, if you would.
up just a couple of steps, if you don't mind. I'm going to ask your parents, your family, to come, in, come up and gather in behind you quickly. I don't take these moments lightly. This is a sacred time. You've got family here. Maybe there's a friend here that wants to come stand with your family behind you. Jay, Andrea, Joe, Kelly, Michelle, I need you up here. Elder spouses, I want you all to come on this side with me. find a graduate to stand in front of if you would. Just allow me a moment to come by and just a moment to squeeze in front of you to pray for them. You that are in the congregation, I'm going to ask you to stand. And I want you to begin to pray God's blessing and favor over them. Your steps are ordered by the Lord. Oh, I feel this so heavy in my heart. As a pastor and as a dad. If you'll make up your mind today that no matter what, you'll walk with God. I'm telling you, He will blow your mind at the things He'll do in your life. Y'all love them? I want them to hear you praying. Join with me. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, as I lay my hands on Jack right now, I pray that he would prosper and be in good health as his soul prospers. Lord, I pray that he would walk with you, that he would talk with you, that you would remind him of what a gift he is not only to his family and to this church, but to the family of God. May he walk with you, and therefore may he be pleasing to you. Lord, today I lay my hands on Allie. As Allison Fleener gets prepared to close out one chapter and move to another, I pray that there would be a greater determination than ever before to walk with God. For if she walks with God in prayer, in the Bible, in her testimony, in her character, daily, in her choices, in everything that she does, Lord, she will be pleasing. Thank you for her. And Lord, we pray that you would prosper her and the favor of heaven would just rest upon her. Lord, I thank you for Caleb. I lay my hands on him today, and I pray that your hand of blessing would be upon him. That the resolve and determination that has been passed down to him, he would continue in. 
and that is to walk with God and therefore subsequently be pleasing to God. We cover him in prayer today, not just today, but in the days and weeks and months ahead. May the name of the Lord be glorified in his life. And Lord, whatever he puts his hand to, as he seeks you, may he prosper in it to bring glory not to himself, but to the name of the Lord. We thank you for it, and we praise you for it, and we bless you for it. Lord, I lay my hands on Aaron today. Thank you. Thank you for the young lady that she is. And I pray that you would bless her, that her footsteps would be ordered by the Lord, and that she would live in Christian character and testimony to the goodness and the faithfulness of God. And as she goes into the next chapter of her life, whatever that may be, God, we pray that she would abundantly prosper and she would be blessed. And we thank you for it and we praise you for it. Thank you for your calling. Thank you for your work that you're doing in Jordan's life. And Lord, through many struggles, conflicts, and battles, but you are one faithful God. And there's a lot of things that you're just not sharing right now. But God, I know that when he comes through, whatever conflicts he comes through, Lord, he's going to come through in victory. Not for his own glory, but for the glory of God. Lord, would you prosper him? Would you bless him? Would he be bountiful in all that he does? May he impact even more, multiply his impact upon the lives of his peers and those young people that he has an influence with. God, we thank you for it. We praise you for it. We glorify you for it. We lift up to you, Corey, Lord. We pray, God, your blessings over Corey. He's not able to be with us today. But, Lord, even as he may be watching right now online, Lord, as I extend my hand to the cameras, I pray for Corey. I pray for him and Kara both. Both have successfully completed their collegiate work. And I pray that you would bless them in their recent engagement, their future marriage, their lives together as a Christian husband and wife in the future. And, and I just pray, God, that you would, would just bless Corey and that his Christian testimony would shine brighter than it's ever shown before. Lord, I pray for Daphne right now. I pray, God, that you would touch her and bless her. Thank you for her and Brandon. Just come to the church here the last couple of three months. But I pray for Daphne today that your, your peace would settle over her heart and over her soul and over her mind. Lord, I lift up Maddie to you today. I pray, God, that she would prosper and, and be in good health and that her life would be a testimony to the goodness of God. We certainly thank you for Justine and her success in this nursing degree. And, and, and Lord, we thank you for the Christian testimony of her and Cameron and the beautiful children you've blessed them with and the things you've brought them through. We just give all glory and honor to you. Thank you, Lord, that the future of the Pulaski Church of God is bright, it is strong, it is prosperous because the hand of God is, the good hand of God is upon us. We thank you for that. Oh, Lord, to you be the glory and the honor and the praise. I want these that have gathered around these graduates to take a moment, embrace them, love them. And I want to give glory and honor to God for these. Could we just give God praise one more time? Could we just magnify the Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you with a great day in the Lord. We'll see you on Wednesday night. Don't forget to come and be part of our Bible study.